Aaron Rodgers is an agent of chaos. Aaron Rodgers lives to sow mystery and discord. Mm -hmm. You know, there's all the stuff with his family. All of a sudden, he's hosting Jeopardy. He suddenly drops in an NFL Honor Zoom video that he's engaged. And then we find out it's to Shailene Woodley. Mm -hmm. And then, and the reason we have to talk about, you know, I'm I'm just so excited. I'm a little, I'm a little overwhelmed. (laughs) Welcome to the People Sports Podcast. She is Charlotte Wilder. I am Mark Titus, and I am very happy to announce to the people, Charlotte, mm. that we are both now officially double vaxxed. Woo! Uh, hell yeah, baby! <laughs> that double vax live! And I'm so the psyched. Reason, the reason I bring it up mm-hmm. is not to be a, uh, you know, not to like, I mean, getting vaxxed. I will, I will say the first time I went, uh, the first shot I got, like it felt like a life event and you're like, whoa, this is oh, yeah. crazy. Like this panda. I cried. The second, the second honest. one I was like, the second one felt like an errand. It was like, okay, let's just get it out. Let's just get this. Let's just get this over. Um, so I'm not bringing it up because like, obviously a lot of people are getting vaccinated. It's pr- the novelty's kind of worn off. If you're like, Hey everybody, I'm vaccinated. No, it's it's like, yeah, so it's half of the country. Um, the reason I bring it up and that's relevant to what we were doing today is that I got, I got my vaccine like an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> so if, uh, over the course of this show, <laughs> okay. So if you start, what, like start getting loopy, did you get, did you get Moderna <laughs> or Pfizer? I got Moderna. Yeah, you yeah. So, like so if I start feeling it, I don't know. We're gonna watch this unravel in real time. Um, I I just wanted to let the people know that if uh, <laughs> we if we get a little, I mean, I I guess like the structure of this show is such that that's invited already. Yeah. Like it's already baked into no, the show. No, I, I love uh, it. That's why I think like. I feel like most people, know. most people's reactions, if their podcast partner was like, hey, I might get a fever like halfway through this would be like, this <laughs> yeah, is a right. problem. And I'm like, oh, this is perfect. If, this if is I perfect. pass out, if I fall out of my chair during the middle of the show, just keep going, Charlotte. Just power through. Yeah, I think no, we'll be all right. Don't worry about it. it. Well, it's funny because I got so I got the second dose. And then had to write about, um, I got it fairly early and had, had to write about the bracket, the, you know, filling out my bracket. And I wrote that absolutely batshit insane article about choosing. Which one? Team. Oh. <laughs> I mean, Which one? You gotta be more specific. Point. You're like you. all of them? Uh, no, the one where I like chose Arkansas because I like got weirdly attached to it and like Oklahoma because I like the musical, yeah. like, you know, like really yeah, yeah, stupid yeah, yeah. stuff. And the reason it was as stupid as it was is because halfway through writing it, I really started hallucinating and I filed it. <laughs> I filed it to our editors and I was like, I mean, I don't know, but I'm gonna go sleep. And then I woke up and they'd published it and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so this is your version you're, of it. If you're not making content when you're in a vaccine haze, are you even a sports well, media person? Here's here's my fear now, Charlotte. What if I have the podcast of my life? What if I go out <laughs> here and I, I have a, a 60 point triple double of podcasting <laughs> yeah. and then I feel like I'm addicted to vaccine. Like I'm going to have to get the Moderna before we do every show. I'm going to have to give myself the vaccine. <laughs> well, then you'll, be, <laughs> you'll either be super immune or dead in like three weeks. So we'll find out. Um, well, this is my PED. I need it. I need it. I need <laughs> I Moderna. I need more Moderna. <laughs> <laughs> I think there are other ways to give yourself a fever before you start going again. So, you know, we'll figure right. that out. Um, all right. So what are we starting with today? Uh, I'm going to answer that question for you. We're going to start Please. with this because another big announcement, not only am I double vaxxed, yeah. uh, I have, 
I b- between when we you heard from me last, which I believe we record on Monday, our little uh, email reading. Yeah. Um, between then and today, I have a very very big announcement, and it is this. Oh my god! I no longer believe that that Babe Ruth murdered his wife. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Okay. It's, I I have flipped back. I have flipped, and then now I have flopped. I've I flopped back. Uh, I I read a dissenting opinion. Uh, but yesterday the, in our planning meeting, you told me he definitely did murder. That's his why wife. I told you I flipped, but now I flopped. Okay, <laughs> I am back t- to walk me through this. Okay, it depends on what it, I I could very easily flip flop back. Like it, it just depends on what source you put in front of me at the time. I was so I was so certain that he had like like by the time I had I had read enough about this, I was like this this is a fact. This is a stone cold what fact were you that reading? this happened. Probably the same websites you were. I don't know. I like. I was. I was doing. It was a lot of confirmation bias. Where I was like, "Give me stuff that says Babe Ruth set his house on fire to kill his wife." Okay. And right. I found a lot, and I was like, "All right, this happened." And then somewhere along the line, I realized what was going on, and that it just was confirmation bias, and that I was just finding what I was trying to seek out. Hmm. And I was like, I, and I got to a point where I was like, "This is this so obviously happened. Why is this not more well known? I have to see the other side of this. I have to understand." <laughs> Why this isn't the first thing people bring up. Um, you weren't so, like a QAnon guy, were you? <laughs> <laughs> Just want to get that so. out of the way. <laughs> so I found this website, Q, and Q told me that. No, uh, so then, so I was like, all right, I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to forget that I read all this. I'm going to go back. I'm going to now do ex- the exact opposite where I'm going to try to search for information that says he definitely did not. I'm going to go into this with like a, a frame of mind of like, he definitely, I, I am now, uh, I, I'm his defense lawyer, you know, like I was the prosecution. Now let me play the role of the defense lawyer. Um, and I found a lot of compelling evidence that he didn't, which is basically like he was a womanizer and he yeah. had been a womanizer his whole life. So he had no reason to really like get his wife out of the picture. He was like, I don't respect you anyway. I'm going <laughs> right. to sleep with who I want to sleep with. You're not going to stop me. I don't, I don't think he needed like, to. He could like, she could exist as his wife and it would not impede his lifestyle at all. So why would he kill right. Right, exactly. Um, also, she they they were last seen in public like two years before she died. So like it wasn't it wasn't like a the timeline didn't add up. Like they what about basically the money thing? they had been separated for a long time. The money I, what 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 when money she thing? said when she came to him she wanted like the equivalent of today's one point five million dollars and he no, said that's not good enough. That's not enough for me because yeah. she she was living in another man's house. Um, he, he, I, but by all accounts, the arrangement they had to me seemed perfect. Like for Babe Ruth, like Babe Ruth would have looked at her arrangement and been like, this is perfect. This is exactly what I need. Yeah. It's like, you, you, you don't live with me. <laughs> I can have whatever women I want. You live in Watertown, and, Massachusetts. Yes. And I'm you in New York there. City with supermodels. Yes. Like this is fine. Yes. Yes. So I don't think Babe Ruth is like, you know what I should do to shake up this arrangement is kill my <laughs> wife. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think as he was in between home runs, he was like, you know what I should do? We got we got an off day tomorrow, right? Yeah, I should swing up to Watertown. Yeah, I don't think. So anyway, okay, I'm glad to I've hear that's that. Where I've arrived. I'm glad to hear that because I also don't think Babe Ruth killed his wife because that seemed I had the same reaction. I was like, it is too. That would have been even if it even if he hadn't, but it were a better conspiracy theory. It would yeah. have been out there way more than right, it is. Right. Like we I had think, one website from 2019 with weird font. That is not enough to go on. <laughs> that's not enough to go on. No. Um, also, another piece of evidence that isn't really ironclad, but just like 
I, I kick around in my brain a little bit is that I feel like people just kind of died from stuff like that back in the day. Constantly. Like you just kind of like, like suspicious circumstances were not suspicious back in the day. Oh, if yeah, that makes for any sure. sense whatsoever. You're like, hmm, this doesn't look right, but it is 1846. <laughs> so I guess. <laughs> and then you just kind of like, if you're not playing baseball. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what you mean though. Like houses caught on fire all the time. Like, yeah, you're like women died on fire. at 31. Like if you were a woman and you made it to the age I am now, like you were crushing it. Before right. 1950. Right. And and I think that like if today, if uh, that's not to say that accidents don't happen today, houses do catch on fire. We know this Tra- tragedies happen. I'm not saying it, but like the very first thought, if, if a house like explodes is that it was arson because <laughs> it was like insurance fraud. Right. <laughs> right. Like this, uh, this happens every so often you hear of like the people like try to burn their house down for insurance money. Like that is, that is the very first thought that investigators have is yeah. like, and I don't think that was the first thought they had back in the day. It would like stuff burned down. I think no, they were like, I, I don't either. I think you it know, was like, oh man, another shitty on. house. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, no, people need right. to learn how to make these fireproof, but we've only yes. got wood. So I think, yeah, yes. I buy that. Yeah. So I, I don't. It was. I don't think it's that suspicious, even though by modern standards, like if a man, you know, like if. If God forbid, knock on wood, like Mike Trout's, you know, never. I'm not even gonna put it out there. Never don't mind. Don't put it out never, there. I'm not even gonna don't. say it. I'm not I even also say do it. know though. I'm not gonna say it. Just for the record, I know a lot about Mike Trout's wife and their dog. <laughs> I'm sure you do. From Instagram, so anyway. uh, we are we are not going to talk about that on this show, though. Uh, other things we are not going to talk about. Uh-huh. Um, as we hone in on something that you do want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, I personally do not want to talk about Tim Tebow trying to be a tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars like 12 years after everyone told Tim Tebow the only way you can stay in the NFL is if you switch to tight end and he was like I will absolutely under no circumstances (laughs) do that and then Urban Meyer his college coach gets a a head job in the NFL and is like Tim I want you to play tight end he said done say no more I could not (laughs) agree with you more but done (laughs) I have absolutely no interest in talking about this I think Tim Tebow finally being a tight end now it's just like rude do you know what I mean it's like it is yeah don't even you already you don't you play baseball now like are you on a Mets minor league farm system still like I mean who like pick a lane man and by pick a lane I mean I guess his lane has become switching lanes but that's not a lane yeah pick a lane but also get out of all of the lanes (laughs) (laughs) also just get off the road (laughs) like he was doing fine as a broadcaster you know like sports media was great for Tim Tebow like I think that should have been his lane because now it's just kind of pathetic Tim, if you grow up and get old and you look back on your life and you're like, man, I was never like an uh, an all star at the the major level of whatever of a sport. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> right. And no it's one not is looking. Now. You won the Heisman. You won national titles. Like it's okay to to reach a point. You know where sometimes it, it happens. To all of us. Every single one of us that plays sports, we get to a point where we realize we realize it's over. We suck. Yeah. It's time to hang it up. Totally. And Tim, Tim Tebow, that's, that, I guess that's my frustration is that he just seems motivated just to like be great at something and in, and in sports. And it's like, you don't have to be, no one, who, where's this coming from, Tim? You don't have to play baseball or like, he's going to, he's going to get cut from the Jaguars. And then you're going to look up and he's going to be on like the bobsled team. He feels like, uh, uh, <laughs> he's going to be trying to, he's going to be trying to win a Olympic gold medal doing bobsled or something. You're like, Tim, just please, for the love of God, it's okay. It's okay. Yes. Here, here are two things I'll say to that one thinking Tim Tebow's name is Tim. Like, did you ever think about that? Like, when people talk, they're like, hey, Tim. I've never in my life thought it. Like, he, he is so Tim Tebow. Like, It's all it's all together. You have to he, say both there's names. Like, there's Tim Tebow. There's Paul Wall. 
There's Martha Stewart. <laughs> like, there are people who you can't call by anything but their full name. And Tim Tebow's like, if I ever met him, I'd be like, what's up, Tim Tebow? And he'd be like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, and the that's second true. thing I'll say is that exactly to your point, he's a god in Florida. Like, I was in Gainesville. Mm-hmm. In 2019, and I don't think you can walk like 30 feet without having a bronze statue of Tim Tebow pop up and be like, I won the Heisman. You know, like we get it. Yeah. So like ride that out. If I had something to ride out from college, do you do you think I'd be trying anymore? Like, yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> I'm kidding. I would be. Also, uh, something. This is wow. Just completely unrelated to what we were talking. But we're not going to talk about Tim Tebow. So Yeah, we're not going to. Let's so not talk about that. Let's just move on. Something I do want to talk about is that I want the people to go to our YouTube page, um, which is uh, YouTube slash, I don't know, Google There's probably YouTube. .com in there. There's probably a .com, I would Maybe guess. a backslash? Probably a slash of some Google, sort. Okay, it's the name of the show. So just just YouTube the People Sports Podcast. Like you'll find it. You're all smart. You're probably smarter than we are. Anyway, <laughs> I, I, I like want to you think to... there's like I think like there's like one person listening that's like 78 years old <laughs> that, that loves our show. She's like, damn it, that's not enough information. I don't know how to. I want to watch the YouTube, but you're not giving me enough. <laughs> now we'll never find it. Okay, well I want the people to go to the YouTube and see how Mark and I match because Mark, you you we are do. the summer version of frat guy and i'm the winter version of frat guy and i just want the people to see that also it made me think of you know the the pictures we took when i was in la and we look like a you know buddy cop miami vice comedy from like the 90s our babe ruth like babe ruth is our case like we're trying to crack the case of whether babe ruth killed his wife and everyone's like he didn't and we're like However, however, we should, that, that should be our podcast, a true crime podcast. <laughs> or we're breaking but none down. of them happened. <laughs> yeah, none of them happened. That's the conclusion that we reach on episode 49 of our podcast on season one, episode 49. Each podcast is two and a half hours long. <laughs> oh my god we just choose and it's like a deep conspiracy theory from the no, depths it of, it's like Derek Jeter once stole a pair of shoes from the uptown Nike store and we're like did he do it and the conclusion is like we, nope <laughs> <laughs> but, but we come to the conclusion that he didn't do it and then and then the final thing we say is but that doesn't sit well with me and like we can't accept it and we're like but I don't know I still I still just don't that doesn't sit well with and me. And then the mailbag episode is everybody <laughs> writing in, and we're like, "See here, it's like <laughs> confirming our biases." <laughs> and it never, and it just never goes away. Like the story just kind of never. The hurts. only show we ever do is did Derek Cheater steal a pair of shoes? <laughs> and then inevitably, and like paper yeah. kill. <laughs> inevitably like two or three people write in and they're like you guys are morons this was already solved to this this and this and we just like delete those emails <laughs> like, yeah, right we're like mm, that God. also doesn't sit right with me so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. is there uh, anything else you don't want to talk about before yeah we talk i don't about I, I don't know if we didn't want to talk about this last week but i i can't remember what the timeline was but mm. i definitely don't want to talk about it this week uh floyd May- mayweather and logan paul as a go not. Yeah, they're fighting in on June sixth in Miami. They're gonna have a boxing match. I can't remember how much we didn't want to talk about it. I don't think it, we it, wanted to talk about it at all, and I still yeah. don't think we wanted. To, I yeah, can't think I, of a worse. The only thing that's did I say this last time? So, <laughs> I don't know. I'm like losing my mind, Mark. I, think, I don't know because we didn't talk about it last right, time. Right, we so didn't I don't, talk about I don't, it. I don't, so I don't I'll remember. just say this quickly so that I don't have to not say it again. Which is that um, the only thing worse than what is it? Jake Paul and Floyd Mayweather. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Logan, Logan Paul. Paul 
It's Logan Paul? Okay, then the only thing worse is Jake Paul. And then I think the Pauls need to fight each other. And if someone with the last name Paul loses, they both have to go away forever. Mm, Okay, so... Oh, I see. I see. Okay, I see. You put you. You. I see what. I see what you're doing there. Yeah, it's, it's but, a lot of wordplay. But someone with the Paul last name would win. Um, yeah, but so that I feel like that guy lose. But that guy wouldn't go away forever. The loser. It'd be yeah. so embarrassing if your brother loses a That's fight. That's true. That's true. I think the Klitschko brothers it's should like just the, challenge. It's exactly. Should challenge the Paul brothers, and that's the only way we can end this. That's the only way we can end the Paul boxing saga. Is just the Klitschkos come out and they're like, "Well, how about we we fight you both like a tag team box, the first ever tag team boxing match." Into it. Just put them in a WWE <laughs> ring, honestly, yeah, and like yeah. make it real. Like, there's no storyline. It's just like a UFC fight in a WWE setting. <laughs> and there's no referee. There's None. no judge. There's no police to to. There's no. Just no, let and, them they, go wild. and they don't even put it on TV. <laughs> like you can't yeah. watch it. <laughs> uh, one other thing I don't want to talk about is this yeah. headline, uh, which definitely caught my attention, but I don't know if there's enough meat on this bone. Um, <laughs> well, help me with it. The headline reads this: Greyhound tests positive for meth after winning dog race. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna have to go find the meth addicted greyhound and adopt it, Mark. So there's literally not enough meat on that bone. They're very skinny dogs. I don't. I, yeah, they're they're. I I don't understand what the problem is. Like if if like the meth isn't getting in the way of this greyhound you know having success in its life why are who are we to stop him from you know like that's, that's it's, so it's still awful. a winner can you imagine giving meth to a dog if you're like hey Moses, smoke this i know <laughs> i mean i don't even know do you smoke meth i'm gonna be honest i don't i don't know how you ingest it i never really watched breaking bad but it seems you're like putting, a way to do by it. the way you 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 say that like you're putting me in a spot where i'm like do i talk about <laughs> I like what i know about meth or not like where where's the do sweet spot where it's Charlotte like how to do meth Where's the sweet spot where it's like, I'm knowledgeable, but I don't know too much. I don't. That's up to you to decide. I've seen Breaking Bad. I'll put it that way. I've seen Breaking Bad. I'll put it that way. I'm just waiting for the Moderna to kick in and you really let me (laughs) tell another story about whippets. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that either. It's sad. I want to get a dog. What, What kind of dog would you get? I would get a German Shepherd. That's probably good, right? What's the drawback? Are German shepherds like mean? They can be, right? But no, you just they, have to train. But they're not that mean. No, the, that's just no, if you train they're them to be, but. neurotic. So, as someone who's neurotic, I know how to train them very well. My, I grew up with German shepherds. I would know how to deal with it. Oh, the okay. drawback is that I travel, so like that would be mean to the dog. So I can't mm-hmm. really get a dog. But I want um, a dog. Well, what are you saying about me? I travel too, and I have a dog. I know, but you figured out how to make it work. Like I would be yeah. starting out new with a puppy, trying to figure yeah, out how to that's make it problem. work. That's very I, different. Yeah, by the time I moved to LA and like got a smaller place and don't have the big yard for Moses to run around or anything, he's a little older, so it's not as like you know. I, you didn't I, yeah, bring I, a dog into this world yeah. in, a, in a one bedroom apartment, knowing you're traveling no. all over the country when, all the time. When I gave birth to Moses, when I gave birth to Moses, <laughs> yes. we had a we had a big house in the suburbs in Ohio with the yard and everything. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not. I don't um, have. That. I can't give that to my child yet. <laughs> German Shepherd would be nice. I like German Shepherds. I, I oh. feel like that's the only other dog I'd get other than a Golden or God, Lab or something. German like Shepherds are the best. You got to train them well, but I'm really good at training dogs. So I did yeah. a, I uh, recently was- Super just, smart, right? Like one of the, they're the smartest. Too smart, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, the dog that I gave a grape to this summer. My parents' dog, Echo, that oh, I Oh, that's right. Much. You tried to kill. You loved it so much to try to kill it. Yeah, right. I love her so much. Yeah. I gave her a grape and then Googled uh, it. Um, Mike Conley- 
yeah. a guy who I said was my favorite teammate ever when you put me on the spot. Um, Who's also been crushing it this year. Also been great. All-star, Oscar winner. Uh, he has a German Shepherd, and his father um, like breeds German Shepherd, trains him. I don't know. I've, know, I've known his father ha- over half my life. Like yeah. We grew up playing AAU together. I went to Mike's house all the time. Yeah. And uh, one time I was at, like, as we were adults, I was at Mike's house in Ohio, mm-hmm. and I'm playing with this dog, Rio, and we're, we're having a good time or whatever. And then I just said, like, something about how Rio's so well-trained. And he's like, yeah, you know, like, that's, of, of course he is. And I was like, what do you mean, of course? He's like, well, my dad. I mean, like, it, like, like I got him from my dad. And I was like, well, what does that mean? He's like, you didn't know my dad did? And I was like, what? Are you it, like, blew my mind. I was like, yeah. such it, a big thing not to know that one of your best yeah. friend's dad does. Yeah, and and I I I was so stunned, and then I start like texting mutual friends, and I'm like, did you know Mike's dad? Like, and they're like, what are you? In? And and I and <laughs> I was expecting like Mike to be the idiot, and, and like that he doesn't tell right, anybody or something. Right. No, I was the idiot that I and didn't know. And then everyone so, else was like, also just to get out ahead of this, nobody else thinks that a reflex test is when you kick <laughs> your leg. So just want you to know that. So. Um, yeah, anyway, you could. Uh, yeah, Do you think I, I, there's any could, chance that Mike Conley's dad would want to come on the podcast and talk about German yeah. Shepherd training? We should, we, you know what we should do is get, you should get your German Shepherd from Mike Conley's dad. Like, if he's still breeding German Shepherds. I mean, done and, and done. training them. Boom, done. Full synergy, show wow. synergy. Bring him on. We do like a tryout. He like brings out like his seven German Shepherds that he has. And you I'll get to pick which one. <laughs> Where does his family live? Are they still uh, in Indiana? They're not. In, I, I believe he's in Arkansas now. Yeah, okay, his, well, I'll go from, there. That could be yeah. a great video segment for the People Sports podcast i'm just saying dogs are sports the westminster dog show is on fox sports like i think there's a lot of material to work with here. there we go okay um, all right well that's so we've done such like good tangents already today the word I, I told you this moderna is my ped i think it's i think it's like giving me superpowers yeah, and to, you know <laughs> i'm drinking this like weird green tea matcha oat milk latte which is definitely <laughs> laced with something <laughs> said like um, hemp was in it so I, I want to say this to you mm-hmm. uh, because I, I know you want to say this, but if you say it, it's going to look bad. It's going to be bad <laughs> optics coming from you. So I, I will be the one to say it. Thank you, Mark. I will do I you know, a favor. This is really kind of you. I think I do want to talk about Aaron Rodgers. And yes! Wendy, and we're going to do that this week. I think this now is the time. I think Aaron has gone to such lengths that we cannot ignore this anymore. It must be addressed. Is Aaron Rodgers beefing with the Packers, depending on who you talk to, there's not a lot there. There, this is like, have we heard from Aaron himself? By the way, is Aaron like putting out statements yeah. that we know we no. have? No, 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 not in statements, but in leaked text messages. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, has Aaron himself like gone on Pat McAfee's show and said no? He hasn't. So, because I think on the People's I, Sports Podcast. I think I think Aaron loves what's happening here. Just watching everyone kind of have their take on what's going on, and some people think that. Uh, you know he he's crazy and he he I'll let you explain some of the newer developments um well, but I think Aaron loves this I think he's I think he's just sitting on the I think he's just sitting in a chair somewhere in a dark room with his fingers tinted just like going like this over and over rocking 1, back and 1000% <laughs> Mark my my Aaron Rodgers theory which I am now just realizing is something that I have held for a long time and I am only just now realizing how to verbalize it is that Aaron Rodgers is an agent of chaos <laughs> Aaron Rodgers lives to sow mystery and discord. Mm -hmm. You know, there's all the stuff with his family. All of a sudden, he's hosting Jeopardy. He suddenly drops in an NFL Honor Zoom video that he's engaged. And then we find out it's to Shailene Woodley. Mm -hmm. And then, and the reason we have to talk about, you know, 
I'm, I'm just so excited. I'm a little, I'm a little overwhelmed. <laughs> we, the reason we do have to talk about him this week is because this isn't just like some Charlotte is obsessed with another athlete's relationship situation. This is like things are actually going down. Aaron Rodgers is allegedly telling people that he does not want to go back to Green Bay. And it all not that he doesn't want to. No, that, that he, he won't. straight up will not. That he straight up will yeah. not. Which yes. in case anyone is wondering what these what happens if you just start not showing up to stuff. If you don't show up to Minicamp, which is in June, mm-hmm. uh, Article 42B of the Collective Bargaining Agreement says unexcused failure to report or unexcused departure from mandatory offseason minicamp carries a maximum five of fifty fine of 15515 for the first missed day, $31,030 for the second missed day, and 46540 for the third missed day. A player who misses all three days would be fined a total of $93,000. So mm. to Aaron Rodgers, that's probably not a lot of money, but like mm-hmm. 100 grand isn't not a lot of money. So there are actual stakes here, and I think that that sort of keeps building as you just refused to show up right like he's under contract Mm -hmm. i looked up aaron Rodgers' contract um which is he's he's under contract till 2023 with no more guaranteed money on the deal and i have no idea what that means uh that means that the packers could like if if did they they pay him everything already no it means like guaranteed money is like if something happens and you can't uh i I don't know like if you get hurt or something or if they cut you they still have to pay you or whatever else you know so like so okay so right so those incentives aren't there for him yeah yeah like there's money and i bring that to you because you're the one who said that cap space is invented by the media which is a conspiracy theory that i fully believe because i don't understand it yes it is cap space is definitely yeah the the salary if someone can actually explain cap space i don't trust them that's the the the, the cap the 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 salary cap does not exist especially in the nba because then they introduced (laughs) the nba really like took it to the next level with like the luxury tax and like like the nba every single franchise is over the salary cap it feels like and if that's the case then how is it a salary cap i don't understand that part but also like i don't get what i don't get it what kind of cap you can't put a cap on something and then go over the cap that right, doesn't work that's not, not how what kind of jar are we dealing with here that's not a like explain. your jam is overflowing at that point <laughs> yes you, um, need new, you need a new jar i caught it i caught okay. it uh, anyway so basically for those who don't know rogers is saying he's not going to go back this uh, apparently stems to when um the packers in the 2020 draft to quarterback jordan love in the first round which is mm-hmm. sending some kind of message um Aaron Rodgers hates the general manager apparently. Brian mm-hmm. Gutekunst. Mm-hmm. It's yep, you did a, good. You did good. That was right. Yep. That's a tough he, one to say. Uh, Steve Buscemi's cousin, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> all right, relax, Titus. Uh, so apparently, he feels that this is all. Let's call him Brian, General Manager Brian, because I can't say his last name. He, Aaron Rodgers feels like this is all General Manager Brian's fault. And the only way that he would maybe consider going back is if they got rid of general manager Brian, which probably isn't going to happen. And apparently there are these text messages that are leaking that, you know, we'll get into the text because I I would love to really dissect this with you. But basically, that's the gist of it, as far as I can tell. And I guess like our job as media people, we're supposed to pick a side and decide whether we're like team Aaron Rodgers or team Packer. It's not only if it's like Packers, it's just like, is Aaron Rodgers justified and this seemingly erratic behavior 
I mean, like, I don't know if erratic would be the, but it's, it is, like I said, he could very easily like squash this if he wanted to, or like, yeah. it, like, or at least put his own version of the truth out there. He could very easily say like, some of it's true. Some of it's not like, here's where I stand on this, but he is just kind of, as you said, he's an agent of chaos. He's kind of just like, he's, fanning good, the flames. Living, he's just sitting in the shadow and letting everyone else fan the flames for him almost. Exactly. And, uh, and it's, and it's created a weird situation where uh yeah like he the the reports coming out are that aaron Rodgers will 100 percent under no circumstances put on a green bay packers uniform ever again the rest of his life uh where the packers are saying like we are 100 percent under no circumstances trading him and he's under contract so something's going to have to give there um I, what do you think i want your take what do you mean like what, what do i what, think about do what think like is rogers I think he's justified. Yeah. I think like, I, I think if you're Aaron Rodgers, I, I think there are a handful of guys in sports that, that come along and, and there's, I mean, there's no sense in listing them because we're starting to get into goat argument territories. No, we don't do that. Um, and we don't want to do that on this show. Uh, but I do think that every so often uh, guys come along that are, are worth the headache or, or yep. however you want to phrase it, that like they, they are transcendent talents. And it they to, to to the outside world they might be divas or whatever, but um, in my view, what makes like at the professional level, it's, it is the athletes that make the 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 franchises go. As, right. as 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 much as the Packers infrastructure does not want to believe that, that that's what's interesting to me. As I feel like if Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback of the Colts, mm-hmm. if Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback of uh, say the Vikings. Mm-hmm. say uh like i don't know basically any other franchise except for like seven in the nfl um that doesn't believe that they are like this chosen one of god's chosen franchises and we are bigger than everything else um i don't think this is an issue because i think i think the franchise would placate them they'd be like aaron whatever you want like we understand how good you are if you want us to fire you you, you name who you want out of here we'll 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 line them up and get them get them out of here today you, right. you say the word aaron whatever you need uh and i feel like the packers think that they are bigger than aaron Rodgers. And they, I guess they have a right to think that because the fact the Packers are a storied franchise long after Aaron Rodgers is done in Green Bay, uh, the Packers fans and the Packers uh, uh, organization believes that they will still be winning Super Bowls. Uh, they won Super Bowls before him. They believe they'll win after him. I understand their point of view, but uh, for me, I think uh, Aaron Rodgers is justified. I think that like, yeah, just the, the, the fact that if this was. Um, I, I think he's a transcendent talent and he is the type of guy that you, you do anything to, to, to please. And, um, I don't know, I guess they see it differently. I guess that's why they're, they're running their football franchise, but well, I, I think I, I totally agree with you. And I think where the Packers are wrong is that I don't get the sense that Packers fans aren't on Aaron's side. I think Packers fans are sort of like, you guys did this to him. Yeah. Like, and, you know, and- it's, it's, it's one thing if, um, an athlete is, you know, being quote a diva or demanding after not doing anything, but he's been there for 16 years. Is that right? Yes. And he has won one Super Bowl, and he keeps getting kind of screwed over by coaches. And he is he is a kind of talent that if if you're if you're Green Bay and you want to keep that storied franchise legacy going. You could win another Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. Yes. You could win yes. maybe several with Aaron Rodgers. And I think that you're shooting yourself in the foot and tarnishing your legacy if you're saying we're bigger than Aaron Rodgers right now because Jordan Love isn't going to get you there in the first year. Yes. He's not, you know, like it's going to be seen as a failure that Aaron Rodgers only won one Super Bowl and it's going to be your fault. 
Right. I guess that's a good point too. You mentioned in like coaches cycling through and um, the, the there is no, as much as like the Packers infrastructure exists in our mind in the sense that like it is a storied franchise, Vince Lombardi and, and Bart Starr and Brett Favre and others. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and other guys who played and, here. <laughs> and Jason Lambeau, I think was his name. Was it Jason? Am I getting that right? Uh <laughs> It was a Kyle, <laughs> Kyle Lambeau. That's right. Jason was his brother. He did. Jason was the meat, the younger brother that did meat packing. Kyle Lambeau is the football. That's right. Um, uh, where was I? As much as, uh, as much as in your mind, when you hear the Packers, you do think of like this infrastructure, this football infrastructure, that this machine that will continue down this path of greatness. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the present day Packers aren't that. This isn't like the the Bill Belichick, Tom Brady feud, if you want to call it that, um, was such that like the, the Patriots let Tom Brady walk. But in the Patriots mind, they're like. Tom Brady didn't win us these Super Bowls. Bill Belichick, even Robert Kraft probably has a big enough ego to think that like I played a part in this, whatever. Yeah. Like that, that the same sort of nucleus was in New England that and then you take Brady out, that's a huge part, but there's still like pieces there that like created the success where like Belichick and Kraft are getting together saying like we won these Super Bowls together. We don't need Tom. Who who do the Packers have if not Aaron Rodgers? No. Like what what exists in Green Bay if you take away Aaron Rodgers in terms of like that is the one thing we can lean on and say like that is success. Um it doesn't For really like exist. Third year coach Matt LaFleur? Yes. And 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 that's what's that's what's crazy to me. And that's why like I bring up like other franchises franchises as examples is like like Pat Mahomes at Kansas City is a great example the Chiefs as a franchise were garbage forever mm-hmm. and they know that Chiefs fans have been awesome um um that's not a uh, the, the stadium has been awesome yeah uh, Joe Montana made him good for like two years but <laughs> as a franchise the Chiefs were irrelevant Chiefs fans know this they they were like we were downtrodden we never won anything now Patrick Mahomes is there. Fast forward 10 years if Patrick Mahomes is in Aaron Rodgers' shoes and he's like, hey, I don't feel like you guys are doing enough for me. I've only won one Super Bowl here. I'm, I'm a transcendent talent. I'm one of the greatest to ever do this. Uh, here's here's some, here's some a list of things I would like. I don't think it's I don't think like it's it would be ridiculous right. for Kansas City to be like, all right, we'll listen to you. And I think that's the biggest issue is because uh if you look at like who the, the Packers have drafted since since the last ten years, since two thousand eleven, they have drafted one offensive player in the first round, Charlotte. That yeah. one offensive player was the guy who plays is going to be their new quarterback, probably Jordan Love. Yeah. Um, and you could say, so you, the, the, the counter to that could be, well, Aaron Rodgers, the, the Packers offense has been pretty good. Like Aaron Rodgers has shown that he doesn't need much more help. So like, why would the Packers... But like, what if you'd gotten it for him? What if you'd gotten it for him? I don't know what the answer is. Because I do understand that if they draft, like if every draft they're drafting wide receivers, running backs, whatever... Um, which, which, by the way, not only since 2011, since since the Packers drafted Aaron Rodgers in the first round, mm-hmm. they have they have spent they have used two first round picks on offensive players at all, and they were both offensive tackles. They have <laughs> they have drafted zero skill positions for this no, man. They haven't gotten hit. They haven't gone out and been like, Aaron, we're going to get you a shiny new weapon. Yes, um, and I guess you could argue that if if they did do that, if they got Aaron a bunch of shiny new weapons then Aaron would just complain that the defense sucks. And why is it that like I can put 50 points on the board every game, but we're still losing games because you guys aren't doing anything about the defense. I understand that. I think what the issue is, if, I, if I'm reading the tea leaves correctly, mm-hmm. is that you're not talking to Aaron Rodgers at all. Yes. Like you're not asking him at all what he wants, which isn't like Aaron Rodgers is not the GM. You don't have to do exactly what he wants, but maybe just ask him. Maybe just like, I don't know, not draft a quarterback without talking to him first. That's, right. 
That's the reports I've seen is that Aaron Rodgers was mostly angry because nobody told him any of this. And yes. there was a great quote where um, I didn't realize this. What Brett Favre said when they drafted Rodgers, uh, he said, my contract doesn't say I have to get Aaron Rodgers ready to play. Now, hopefully he watches me and gets something from that. Which is hilarious because he's like basically screw this guy and Aaron was like I'm yes. not going to do that to Jordan Love like I'm I'm this isn't his fault like that sucks imagine getting drafted in the first round as a quarterback and you're like oh shit but like what about Aaron right like yes. I wouldn't want that situation and yes. it's funny because now Favre is texting Rogers apparently and Rogers wrote back like thanks for thinking of me or like thanks for checking in and apparently there have also been text leaking. Uh, where Aaron Rodgers in group chats has been comparing GM Brian to Jerry Krause, the the, <laughs> the guy who blew up the 96, in fairness, built it, but also blew up the 96 Bulls. Um, mm-hmm. And so right now, I mean, if I were Aaron Rodgers, I'm not sure I'd send a single text or I'd send them all with like disappearing ink. And then <laughs> I was thinking that I was like, this would get screenshotted everywhere. But then I was like, that's what he wants. He's an agent of chaos. He wants, he wants. He's yeah. tossing these little texts out there to just be like, anybody, everybody has always cared so much about what he is and what he says because he says so little and he's such yes. an enigma that it's like, great. He's, uh, I, what if he's the one who leaked the text? Because these are in the, 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 the story is that these texts are from a group chat. So that means like one of his friends is narking on him. Or no, no, no. I bet mo- he paid. I bet not paid. I bet he told David Bakhtiari, who's like the guy who what he just like he's always been around Rogers. He's yeah. always been around Rogers. He's yeah. at, he like hangs out with them. I bet he was like, hey, man, leak these for me. That's yes. my conspiracy theory. Yes. Yeah. The, the, the most likely source of these text messages to me is Aaron Rodgers. 100%. Right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. I'm glad we're on down. the same page there. Um. So I guess. <sighs> Big picture, if if I have to boil it down to who do I side with, I yeah. I think I might have to sign with Aaron Rodgers. But but like the way he's going about it, like I don't I but but who am I to say? Like I, I wouldn't do it this way, but also it is kind of funny. I don't know. It is kind of funny to like drop oh, the bombshell. I think it's hilarious. I think hilarious. And I think he thinks it's funny. Last year on draft night, he gets the bombshell dropped on him. So this year on draft night, he drops a bombshell on the Packers. I didn't uh, even put that together. Whole I think my that's God. funny. Um, I, I don't, I, I side with Aaron Rodgers. I guess, I guess I'm just going to dive right in and say it. I, I do too. And, Rogers. Yeah. and part of this is because I was sort of pissed at them for keeping Mike McCarthy around for as long as they did, because he clearly couldn't figure out how to coach. Like Rodgers has been transcendent despite his coaching staff, Yes, I think is what it comes down to. And I've been thinking a lot about like, where does leadership come from? Because as you were saying, I I think something that kind of gets overlooked is like you can't win a game if you don't have players good enough to win the game. Like you could have Bill mm. Belichick. <laughs> no, listen, like people act no, as though you like, you know, know pe- you yeah. people are like, oh, well, it's the Packers. And it's like, because the Packers are the the people yeah. are the team. It's like the logo is not going to win a game. <laughs> right. You can't like, you know, there's not like an entity. Like, sure. Our podcast is sentient on the internet, but like, if we don't talk on it, this doesn't exist. You right. know what I mean? Yes. Like, I think that people forget that. And I think that once you have a veteran in the locker room, who is as athletically skilled, but also becomes a leader by default, whether he's like a silent stoic leader or someone who's giving pump up speeches, like people look to this guy. So you're, you're just sowing 
the Packers are so in chaos in their own locker room by even having this be an issue. And it's just like, just give him what he wants. Like, clearly this uh, yeah. GM guy isn't very good. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> why why protect GM Brian? Like, I don't know. Uh, I the, the, the argument to being on Aaron Rodgers' side with this is yeah. that this man has won one Super Bowl. Tom Brady has won how many now? Seven? Yeah. Is it seven? Yeah. I've lost, I've, I've literally lost count. It's I don't a little gross. Anymore. Like, I'm a Pats seven. fan, and it's like a little gross. Aaron Rodgers has won one Super Bowl. Tom Brady has won seven. And uh, granted, almost everybody would say that Tom Brady is the GOAT. But the fact that Aaron Rodgers gets mentioned yeah. as, like, there's an argument that could be made that Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback of all, like, the most talented. Like, people always throw the, the qualifiers. Like, well, he's the most talented. The bo- The point is, Charlotte, the fact that this is even, like, brought up by anybody, and he's won one Super Bowl, Speaks yeah. to he's won as many Super Bowls as Trent Dilfer. Speaks to like <laughs> the situation around him. Yeah, you under you know what I'm saying. That like in he's spite won as of, many Super Bowls as John Gruden. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that like you 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 would think that you, it, it, it's basically like everyone has decided that the, the, that Aaron Rodgers is making as best the, the best lemonade he could possibly make. Yeah. out of the lemons that he has been given, and uh, that lemonade is one Super Bowl. Uh, and I think 16 is, years is, is way too long to drink long shitty lemonade. <laughs> I think so, too. I think so, too. So uh, the Packers, you did this to yourself. I'm sorry to say, but if Aaron Rodgers, Aaron, like I said, I don't think you do this for every athlete. I don't think that if, uh, I don't know. I think if Matt Stafford, when he was with the Lions, I right. think like if Matt Stafford was making demands, I don't think the Lions need to necessarily be like, all right, Matt, whatever you want. Right. They're but like, Aaron, okay, fine. We'll get Jared Goff. <laughs> yeah. Aaron Rodgers is 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 not that is you know right. what i mean like they're, they're, yeah. aaron Rodgers is upper upper echelon tier it how you want rank him how you want he is he's also at the very top and uh if you're if, if that guy isn't worth like doing whatever it takes to make him happy then good luck to you moving forward green bay right he's also like super famous you know what i mean <laughs> yeah like there are quarterbacks and there are athletes where like I don't think my like any of my friends who don't really follow sports would know who you know like even even Philip Rivers to a certain mm, extent. That's a good good one. But yep. I think everybody knows who Aaron Rodgers is. Yes. And he has he has transcended we using we're using this word a lot. It's like the new unprecedented. But like he really has gotten over the athlete level to the point where he is a true sort of worldwide celebrity, I think. And mm-hmm. I think that makes this a little more confusing because people are like, wait, even like casual sports fans or people who don't follow sports at all are like, Aaron Rodgers leaving Green Bay? What? Mm-hmm. Like, that is the kind of reaction mm-hmm. we're getting. Yes. So have yes. I ever told you my Aaron Rodgers at the Kentucky Derby story, by the way? <laughs> no. I can't not. remember if I've told this on this podcast or not. I don't think I've heard it. No, so obviously not, unless I wasn't here for it. Well, I'll make it really quick. This is partly why I have this like weird obsession with Aaron Rodgers is because the first big story in sports that I ever like traveled or or like wrote over, I think it was like a five thousand word story, and it was on the Kentucky Derby, and it was just sort of like an overview of the weekend, and I was like, I think there's something here, blah, blah, blah like whatever. It's still one of the, it's like the first good thing I ever wrote and still one of the things that I'm actually proud of. Uh, but part of it was I went to the Barnstable Brown party the night before the Super Bowl. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus Christ, the night before the Kentucky Derby, which is where 
the best way I could describe this party is it's like going to um, it's like taking acid and falling into the pages of an Us Weekly mashed up with like Fox Sports NFL Sunday. Like it is really um, it is trippy. You look like I bumped into Jay Gruden and I was like, oh, sorry. And he was like, that's all right. And I was like, oh, like. How are you feeling about this season? He was like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> like, what season? And they're yeah. so like, yeah, they're like so caught off guard and it's not media usually isn't there. And so I like dressed up and I may or may not have taken my media badge off and like just walked through to the red cart, the velvet like VIP area. Mm-hmm. And up there, Aaron Rodgers is there. Tom Brady is there. Like Bodie Miller is weirdly there. Like a bunch of the Packers and the Pats, like random famous people and i was just like standing around and i you know i'm by myself because i'm reporting on this and like everybody's drunk and i have like a fake drink in my hand and i see aaron Rodgers standing on the edge of the stage not stage but like riser area mm-hmm. and like a bunch of the packers like uh randall cobb and and david bakhtiari and like a bunch of they're just hanging out and R- rogers is standing by himself probably 10 feet away from everybody else around him watching Travis Tritt play the guitar on stage. Just mesmerized by this random country star. And I was like... Ran- oh, no, hang on. Random. But random. in the context... Okay, all right. Go, uh, that's not a name. Right. You, you wouldn't think I'd be like... Maybe not I know random. Maybe. I know what you mean. You, you probably like have to Travis be a country Tritt? music fan. Okay. Yeah, yeah, all right. All right, go ahead. Sorry. So, <laughs> so Rogers is standing there watching, and no one's around him. And he's like this for a few minutes. So I just go up to him. And I was like, hey, Aaron. And he's like, hey. And I was like, uh, you like this guy? And he looks at Travis Tritt on stage. He goes, he was tying one on today at the races. <laughs> and I was like, oh, really? And he's like, yeah, he was just hammered. And I was like... Oh my goodness. Uh, All right. And I was like, it's pretty cool, you know, that he can play that well drunk. And Rogers looks at me and he's like, I mean, all musicians can play well drunk. Like, that's the point. And I was like, can you play football drunk? And he looks at me and that's when he's like, I'm sorry, who are you? (laughs) (laughs) And I had to be like, oh, um, I'm a reporter and I'm writing this story and about the Kentucky Derby. And at that point, like the other Packers come over and David Bakhtiari, you know, this huge guy. He's like, what are you like? Are you trying to quote him or something? I was like, I'm really not trying to. I was like, I am not trying. And he was like, all right, well, I'll tell you this. My brother. Oh, no, it was David Bakhtiari's brother. He was like. My brother protects him on the field. I protect him off of it. And I was like, all right, dude, I'm not like, <laughs> I'm like a smallish woman. I don't I'm, really know what you yeah. think. <laughs> um, and so, and then Tom Brady's chair just like collapsed spontaneously out from under him. And he felt, he like fell to the ground and everybody freaked out. And I was laughing uncontrollably. And Julian Edelman like shows up really drunk. And I was like, hey, Julian, because I just did a story with him. And he was like, oh my God, hey. And I was like, how are you? And he was like, he like takes a bottle of Dasani, chugs it, slams it down on the table and goes, I'm so drunk. <laughs> and, like, oh and that God. was like a 30 minutes of my life that sometimes I think about and I'm like, that was bizarre. And so the next year at some like some Super Bowl thing, Aaron Rodgers was at the same place that I was. And I went up to him at the to the people I was with were like, don't do it. And I was like, I'm doing it. And I was like, hey, Aaron, you know, like saw you last year at the, at the Derby, just wanted to say hi. And this guy he was with was like, um, he won't remember. Or he was like, 
oh, the only reason he'd remember you is because of your hat or something. And Aaron Rodgers looks at him and then looks at me and he goes, she wasn't wearing a hat. And I wasn't wearing a hat. And I was like, my wow. dude. So wow. whenever Aaron Rodgers comes up, I'm like, at one point in Aaron Rodgers' life, he knew I existed. And now maybe he'll know that I'm obsessed with his new let's relationship. Clip, <laughs> let's clip this and send it to him. And get, can you imagine if Aaron Rodgers like, came on our podcast? That's all. I mean, I'll try it. Be what, like, look, you know what the funniest part is? We go way is? back to 2016, man. The funniest part to me is that, like, weirdly, I could see him coming on our show, not because, like, we matter whatsoever. But because we don't. But because, like, we don't. That's, like, you know what I mean? Like, I could see Aaron Rodgers being like, that is the perfect show for me to go on to, like, to, to be an agent of chaos and just come on. Like, what if we start, like, if Rodgers comes on, we're like, what do you want to do? And he, or we could even be like, look, man, we won't even talk about football with you. Yeah. Yes. Like, we will do an entire show Let's with talk you, about Aaron. Travis Tritt. Done. He also Favorite told me Travis that Ben Tristan. Harper uh, once sent him a guitar, and that's how he learned to play guitar. <laughs> it's really... Anyway, sorry that was a long story, but it's no, like that was great. one of the only good ones I have. We got it. When we do our investigative crime podcast, yeah. I need you to pause when Aaron Rodgers, like when, when they come running up to you, we would cut from that part, and then we play some music and be like... And that always struck me as odd. What was he hiding? <laughs> what was he? Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's so hmm. good, Mark. Yes. Here he for suddenly, it. his tone changed. I wonder why. <laughs> hmm. What does he know about Babe Ruth's wife? What? <laughs> and what is he not telling us? <laughs> oh, my God. We should have Aaron Rodgers on to talk about Babe To talk Ruth's about wife. Babe Ruth's wife. That's it. He comes on the show. We ask him. Like, he comes on the show tomorrow. We, we do not talk about the Packers <laughs> situation at all. We're just like, Aaron... Did Babe Ruth kill his wife? <laughs> we and gotta he's talk like, about well, and he's like, I'm sorry, what is did Babe Ruth kill his wife? <laughs> yeah. um, so Aaron Rodgers drama is kind of the story in sports right now. Another yeah. story that kind of popped up briefly, we were maybe going to talk about it, but I guess we don't need to really, is uh, LeBron trying to get a guy. We can mention a, a LeBron trying to get a guy in the NBA office fired. He doesn't even know who it is, but his quote was like, <laughs> whoever came up with that shit needs to be fired. He was talking about the play-in tournament, quote yeah. unquote, the tournament, which yeah. is like a not really a tournament, but I guess what else would you call it? Um, playing like games. Playing play games. Yeah. it's. I understand what the system is, but it's it's really hard. Like if, if I was to explain to our listeners how they are going to determine the last two seeds, I don't think there's a single person that would track what I'm saying. So No, it makes no I'm sense. Going to, yeah. don't, uh, don't even bother. But uh, LeBron, basically, if you're a top six seed in your conference, you automatically are in, you're locked in, those are your, those are your spots. Seven through ten are fighting in this play-in quote-unquote tournament. Um, and the Lakers, would you look at that, are in sixth place right now. They're one game up on the Blazers with seven games to play. They played the Blazers on Friday. Uh, LeBron, like, the, the, there's a chance that the, the Lakers are going to fall down into the, the play-in zone basically so and have play to play in zone play is game. where 10 plays seven and eight plays no, 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 nine no, no, no. for the no, no. for the last two spots seven seven <laughs> what is it to explain I'll, this I'll, explain it. I'll explain it it's just like very confusing uh seven plays eight okay the winner of that is the seven seed it's oh done. right and then 10 plays nine plays 10 yeah the loser of that is out and then whoever won that me? yeah whoever won nine versus ten plays whoever lost seven versus eight and the winner of that is the a seed oh right that's how they did it in the bubble right 
No, <laughs> that's not. This is the first time they're doing it. I don't know why they're doing well, it. Well, this is so absurdly so confusing. Like, well, this so you're is on the broad side. NBA. <laughs> you're on the broad side. This should be fire. Should it cost a man his job? Who came up with this idea, Charlotte? Yeah, because the NBA does such stupid shit. The NBA is like, hey, hear me out. Let's do a lottery, and we're going to use ping pong balls, and the lottery is going to determine the yeah. lottery. But the lottery then we'll determines the draft, and, and it's then the like, draft. The draft, you're picking the order of where you want to draft the lottery ball. They, they should just like keep going. And, that's important. <laughs> and you're like, wh- who came up with this? Like, there's got to be a simpler. The NBA would like, if the NBA was trying to go to the store and the store is down the street, the NBA would go like two blocks to the left, mm-hmm. one block up, three blocks over, one block back, back to their house, and then an walk Uber. to the store. Yeah, <laughs> Call an Uber somewhere along the line. Find jump a, on a bird subway. scooter, download yeah. the app. Like... Uh yeah, so are you are you on the bronze side here? Well, no, you, I don't think would he like... should, I, I don't think the guy should be fired. Whose name, by the way, is Evan Wash? Um, oh, really? We know his name. Yeah, he got called out, and his does he have, does he have children? I just picture like a a, a, <laughs> a, 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 new, a new version of a Christmas Carol, where like this this guy's kid is Tiny Tim, and like LeBron is Scrooge, and he's like, oh, please, sir. <laughs> he's like my family. I'm starving, please. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, I don't know. You if he's fired my not, father because of an idea. <laughs> Evan Wash, he's probably like our age, and we probably know people went to college with him. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like that's the yeah. vibe I'm getting. His title, his formal title, it. Formal title is executive vice president of basketball strategy and analytics. So it's already like you lost me at executive vice president. And he says, obviously, we welcome feedback from our players and teams. He said in Tuesday in a text message to Ben Golliver uh, in the Washington Post. uh, But on balance, we believe the play in tournament offers more benefits than downsides. So he's basically like, F you, LeBron. We're doing it. I thought he was going to be like, to be honest with you, everyone's just going around the room throwing out ideas and i said that as a joke and so like i don't know why <laughs> i like, shouldn't they like that idea better <laughs> than a game of horse so we went with it yeah <laughs> you know like so i don't um, i don't know that i i don't think i'm on lebron's side but i also do think it's sort of a silly it's unnecessarily convoluted but at the same it time it is fun it is like I'm interested. I'm gonna it's be kind watching. Of chaos. Yeah. I'm kind of on the Aaron Rodgers. It shakes chaos it up a little train. bit. It shakes it yeah. up. It just shakes yeah. it. I don't know what it does, but you just kind of sometimes just shake it. It reminds me of like my my mom would sometimes like sometimes I'd wake up in the uh, in the middle of like a random summer morning, Charlotte, mm-hmm. and I come downstairs and all the furniture in my living room is rearranged. And you ask my mom like, "What's going on?" She's like, "Just time for a change. Just time to." <laughs> She just moved the TV. Like we had like a setup that made a lot of sense, and she just like make it make no sense whatsoever. And but it made sense. Does that I, your, make sense? Your mother is a <laughs> real hero of mine. That, She'd just be like, "Let's yeah. throw the TV over there and move the couch." And I'm like, "But we bought that couch to specifically go on that wall, like because it fits that wall." And she's like, "Whatever." Your point. Just wanted to, ch- just wanted to change it up. The other day, that's, I completely that's what I feel like the NBA is doing. Every just shelf. <laughs> I was just like, I don't want to, I don't want these things here anymore. So I moved them around. All the things are still the same, but I just shuffled them. So I guess I'm not on the bronze side. I guess I'm on Evan Wash's side. <laughs> um, well, that brings us to what I, I really want to do, which is, which is uh, rank our, our, uh, our list. We, we like to, we like to do lists yep. on the show of, of yep. uh, our, our top five, what have yous and whatnots and what you may call it. Uh, <laughs> I think that's, that's the official Thinking name of the segment. How are you See, feeling? How's that Moderna? I'm hanging in there, believe it or are not. You, are you doing uh, all right? I feel like it's just adrenaline, and as soon as the light goes out, I'm gonna the light's gonna metaphorically go out as well. Yeah, great. Um, okay. So 
Uh, athletes complain a lot. Yeah. <laughs> this is something we know. Uh, Aaron Rodgers complaining. LeBron James complaining. Um, this is, uh, as I get older, I notice more and more that I'm an old man that like these damn athletes complaining. Uh, and I thought instead of doing what I do on the show a lot, which is complain about athletes complaining, yeah. <laughs> what if we... Because these are two instances with Aaron Rodgers and LeBron James that were kind of sort of on their side. We see what their point. We see their point. Uh, what if we did our, our list, uh, our top five times that athletes complained and we we supported them 100%. I love Whereas, it. Whereas like, you're not, you're not a spoiled, rich, millionaire athlete. Like, shut the hell up. We, we weren't yelling, shut up and dribble. We were right. like, no, continue to talk. We were like, you have stop my full dribbling. Support. Yes, Here's the and mic. talk. Yes, yes. We 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 support your complaining 100%. So that's what we're going to do. That's how we're going to end the show, right? Yes, our, but our before five. we get into that, I just okay. want to say that while I was doing some research, because I felt like there were a bunch of times that I have been on athlete side, but I couldn't quite place it, and I wanted to be sure I wasn't missing the one that I was thinking of subconsciously, I came across an article on USA, blogs.usafootball.com that the headline is three ways to deal with young athletes who complain. <laughs> and we don't, don't, I'm not going to read it. Ground them, take away their juice box after. <laughs> uh, the first is seek to understand athletes who complain Two, discuss options. Three tune out repeat offenses. <laughs> so it's basically like the boy who cried wolf, but in a blog post. Number three, draft a quarterback in the first <laughs> round to replace them. <laughs> right. Um, all right, so our top five athletes complaining where you were on their side. Charlotte, yep. I will give you the floor. All Number right. five for you. Uh, I'm starting with a curveball. Uh, mine is Aisha Curry. Aisha Curry? <laughs> How do you say her name? Aisha. Aisha. A- Aisha yeah. Curry versus the NBA. Uh, and this is because one of my favorite tweets of all time was when during the 2016, was it finals? Yep, NBA finals uh, in, in when- Cleveland. For the first time, Steph Curry was ejected because he lost his cool at an ump and he threw his mouth guard. His wife hit a woman, right? Like hit a like kind of Novak Djokovic situation where it was like he didn't mean to hit her, but like just threw it and like hit somebody. Yeah, which is also gross because it's like spit. I'd rather get hit by tennis. Well, no, I wouldn't. But anyway, Uh, so she tweets (laughs) it. And this is a tweet I think about at least once a week. And I think I've said this before on the podcast. Um, I've lost all respect. Sorry, this is absolutely rigged for money, dot, 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 <laughs> or ratings. In not sure. It's supposed to be I'm not sure which. I won't be silent. Just saw it live. Sorry. Aisha Curry on Twitter. And then she deleted it. And which, is, which is very ironic because she said I won't be silenced. Which and then is deleted her perfect. And then, and then the dark part of the story is that she said that her dad was racially profiled and, and was almost yeah. arrested. So, like, there was, she was like, I was on edge, basically, which I get. But I... I am on her side because so often, how many times have you been watching an NBA game and a ref makes a last second decision and you're like, Adam Silver, you're like, there it is. It's absolutely rigged for money. And so I just love that she tweeted it and I wish she hadn't deleted it. Yeah, I don't think she was, uh, uh, I don't think there was any controversy here. I think, I think the the problem wasn't what Aisha said, it was that she said it. It was like, like she tweeted it and everyone's like, yeah, duh. Is, is this like, the first? Obviously. Is this the first season you've been watching the NBA? <laughs> like, oh my god! <laughs> but the way she said it, I, it's poetry. I've lost all respect. Like, you could do this as you could do yeah. this as like spoken word. I've lost all respect. Sorry. It's a great. I wish you wanted to delete it because it'd be. A, it's a great like. Uh, just it, it's an evergreen thing. You could just quote, tweet, and add your yes. own thoughts and be like, my reaction when. Uh, Chipotle says they're out of yeah, carnitas exactly. or something. <laughs> exactly. I've lost all respect. I've lost Sorry. all respect. This is uh, absolutely this is rigged. rigged for money. 
Which, like, again, I've made this point before on the show, and I think I blew your mind with it, which is that the NBA, it would be irresponsible to the NBA to not rig their league for money and ratings. That was a recent take, and you did blow my mind, and I loved it. (laughs) I think they are in a business. This is a business. This is not, they are not seeking to have a a competitively fair enterprise. This is youth sports. No. They are, they are trying to make money. They are trying to get ratings. That's all that matters to them. And that's all that ultimately should, if you're thinking of it ethically. Like yeah. that, I guess oh, not ethically. Wow. Well, no, we took a little bit of a left turn um, there, but I liked where anyway, you were going with it. Not ethically, but what am I saying? Like that, that's their fiscal responsibility. That's how capitalism certainly. works. Capitalism. Yeah, the capitalism, baby. I once had I, a- The day Aisha Curry learned about capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Anyway, so that's my first one. Uh, that's a good one. I like that. That's a good start. Um, my my number five is is pretty recent. Um, this this is uh, uh, I I want to do one recent one because uh, you know Rogers and and yeah. and LeBron and it's just kind of the the current iteration of athlete that we're thinking about complaining. Uh, mine is Blake Snell and, and, and before the twenty twenty MLB season saying that he was not going so to play good. if he was not paid. Like he was basically. He, the, the reason the, the reason this one has my attention is that because uh, there are a lot of there are a lot of players that complain about this, Charlie. So the the, the backstory is that um, the as we know the pandemic was the problem to starting the baseball season. MLB seemed to have figured out the pandemic, but there was another hiccup that like delayed the whole season, which is that like trying to figure out what to do with the money. And then there was almost a situation where it was like, all right, we figured out like what the bubble quote unquote would look like, which is not not really a bubble at all. Um, Right. That worked well. Justin Turner. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's actually exactly what Justin Turner did when he was interviewed. He's like, it's me. So happy to be here. (laughs) Um, uh, but they didn't. They didn't figure out what to do with the money. Like, how are you going to 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 prorate contracts, all that kind of stuff? Uh, the players were fine with prorating contracts. So instead of 162 games, take whatever fraction of the games we're playing, pay us that much money of our that fraction of our salaries. The owners tried to not do that. What they tried to do was do like a revenue split because they were talking. To, they they were upset that there weren't going to be fans in the stands and they weren't going to make money from selling beer and hot dogs. I guess. And uh, long story short, like that, that had never happened in MLB. So like the players were like, we, we don't do revenue split. This is a dangerous precedent. Right. You do that. You're going to have to introduce a salary cap. We don't believe in the salary cap because we know that it's a, it's not a real thing. We don't want the salary cap in MLB. Because <laughs> Mark but Titus I, said it wasn't real. So a lot of the players were against this. Uh, ultimately, the players like quote unquote won. Like they, they got their prorated salaries. But the reason Blake Snell uh, w- had my attention, I want mm-hmm. p- to specifically call him out or, or not call him out, uh, support, support him. Support him. Yeah, shout him out. Is that uh, he He made his statement on Twitch while playing a video game. <laughs> and, his, and his quote was, like the quote that got him in hot water was that he said, y'all got to understand for me to take a pay cut is not happening because the risk is through the roof. It's a shorter season and less play. Pre, uh, less play less pay and then this is the part that is exciting bro i've got to get my money i'm not playing unless i get mine that's just the way it is for me i'm sorry if you guys think differently but if the risk is higher and the amount of money i'm i'm making is way lower why would i think i'm doing that i'm sorry well, and that was his quote like have you ever heard more sound logic in your life it's so good but, I but I, 
I think like the the establishment, if you want to call them that, the old the old heads, the old school, the 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 sports writers, the 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 uncles that just sit on the sofa and compl- and complain about the athletes complaining. Yeah. Saw this man say, "Bro, I've got to get my money. I'm not playing unless I get mine." And it was like, I hate that guy. <laughs> right? <laughs> that guy they were sucks. like, he is the antithesis of baseball. Yeah. Where's the uh, love of the game? Where, yeah. Where's all that? But uh. I, I support Blake Snell because I I think in general you should always support players versus owners when it comes to money because like you think the player you're like why are these millionaires complaining and it's like well because the billionaires right. are complaining so like and it's wild <laughs> I mean, that think, fans often side with the owners as though they think that because America is so fair there's a chance in hell that they'll pull themselves up by their bootstraps and become the and next one day, Jerry Jones the billionaire I'm gonna be <laughs> like, yeah when I'm a billionaire I want to be able to like not to yeah, get political yeah, but I'm yeah. like I would settle for universal health care because I'm never gonna get there so like I'm with Blake Snell that's <laughs> uh, also um, so good because of what happened that season yeah ultimately in the end this this is the ultimate irony. Yeah, is that cash did him in? Oh, Kevin Cash I pulls am... him. He was so concerned with cash, and cash got revenge by pulling cash. him in Game Six of the World Series when he was stealing. <laughs> That's one of the. I'm like upset at how smart that is. <laughs> I'm like really, I'm like upset about that. Also, can I just say really quickly, uh, this has nothing to do with anything, but um, my one of my best friends is on a road trip with her dad right now, and and they called me from the car, and they were talking about her brother who is balding, um, but still has sort of like the mentality that he is long flow, and uh, yeah. her dad called it. He was like, "You've got a psychic mullet." And that was, he was like, you might, it might not be there, but like, it's like psychically you're, you have the mullet mentality. Like it was this psychic you see it in your mind. And that's one of the greatest things I'd ever heard of. I was like, I'm upset at how smart that is. And I just needed somebody to hear it. This guy was also lived on the same floor as Chris Berman in college, which I just think it, we got to get this. <laughs> get this, this guy guy's amazing. Show. We got to get this guy. On the show. Anyway. Sorry, Aaron Rodgers. You've been bumped. We're having, <laughs> yeah, we got Clay Deutsch. Shout out Clay. Shout out huge. Uh, okay, my fourth, that's a great one. My uh, my fourth is, is a baseball one, is Ian Kinsler versus the Rangers. Do you mm, remember okay. this one? I don't remember this one. I had no. forgotten about it. But so in 2012, in December, the Rangers deal Michael Young, who is one of Kinsler's best friends and a leader in the clubhouse. And the Rangers, in the eight years that Kinsler ended up being there, had gone from nothing to pretty serious contenders. Um, I believe they won a World Series. I might be butchering mm-hmm. that, but um, so basically, so they deal with best. No, Friday. the Rangers never won the World Series. By the way, they they won the pennant. And they won the pennant. They, were, they okay. had a guy on third base. Like it's a very they they, they they it's never mind. That's this. You, that's you, one th- of the things that they haven't won. In fact, the Rangers have been the closest to winning a World Series. They they were literally ninety feet of, away from winning a World Series, and they choked it away. And it's a very sore subject for Rangers Rangers fans. So I just the reason wow, I'm bringing this up is sorry to Rangers fans. Yes, is to acknowledge like Rangers fans. Yes, that you said that they were like oh, to oh. that. Right. <laughs> wow, sorry that was a, that was a you guys just caught a stray, and I apologize. Yeah. They made it to the World Series. Kinsler's yeah. there, whatever. So they deal his best friend. And then uh, the front office wants him to move uh, from second base to first base because they've got this new guy, Jerickson Profar, Mm -hmm. wild name. Uh, Mm -hmm. And Kinsler's like, no. And the quote, he says, uh, I was a 17th round pick. There was zero coddling. I had to put myself on the prospect map. In other words, like 
no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. So then um, Texas sends Kinsler to the Tigers for Prince mm-hmm. Fielder. After all this time with the franchise, he was one of their best players for a long time. He had all these stats that I'm not going to list. And and Kinsler says, this is, this is where I love. He says, uh, so John Daniels, who was the president, president or something, I'm kind of butchering this, but like you guys get where I'm going with it. Um, Kinsler says, I hope they go zero and 162. I got friends and I love my friends, but I hope they lose their ass. And then he goes, <laughs> John Daniels is a sleaze ball. And then he ends up winning a World Series with the Red Sox. So I love this guy. And that's why so, I like Ian Kinsler versus Ray. Because he was basically like, you guys are just like screwing me over again and again. And then yeah. he's just like, go scorch earth. And he's like, I hope you, I hope you lose every single game you is play. There, is there an, I, I don't, I don't know enough about the specifics. Uh, I, I'll trust your Clearly I barely do, but yeah. like you get where I'm going with it. But in general, is there a level uh, that someone can reach where their complaining gets so intense and they go so scorched earth that it, you, you reach a point where you're like, you're kind of in the wrong, but I love how passionate you are about this. So now I'm on your side. Totally. <laughs> is that possible for oh, you? And, you and yeah. Only in athletes, like when there's really like, it doesn't matter what they're complaining about. Like nothing, there's no harm, no foul really, except yes. like their job or their money. And they just are so much like, you can all go to hell that you're like, I'm here for it. <laughs> Like, yeah. get the popcorn. I'm here for it. So that's why I love... I love that he says John Daniels is a sleazeball. I I, uh, I also love that he was trying to make a case for, like, why he shouldn't be traded. And he was actually making the case for why they shouldn't value him, which is like... I was... Listen, guys. I was a 17th round pick. And they're like, yeah, we know. That's why we don't have to invest. <laughs> like, yeah, we got first... We no, got guys he, but we're he's like... A lot of he's doing on. a Tom Brady. He's like, I, know, I, I know. was... Yeah, I know. I know. It just he is. It, I get. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number four on my list. This is from uh, a, f- a few seasons ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric Bledsoe was on the Phoenix Suns, and mm-hmm. he fires off a tweet three games into the season after losing by 42 points to the Los Angeles Clippers. After uh, so, so the Suns start 0 and three. They have I two. About this. <laughs> they have two losses. Uh, of the two of those three losses were by 40 or more points. <laughs> Uh, and they fire Earl Watson, who is the head coach, three games into the season. And when they fire Earl, Earl Watson, Eric Bledsoe fires off a tweet that, that reads, quote, I don't want to be here. That's all it says. <laughs> I don't want to be here. He doesn't, he doesn't quote tweet a story about the, the Suns. He doesn't tag anybody. He just says, I don't want to be here. And uh, naturally, as people do, they say this must be uh, – the, the, the man's an NBA player. What else could he possibly be tweeting about but the the, the disaster that is the Phoenix Suns right now? 0-3, he, he, he wants out. He wants out of Phoenix. This is There's no yep. secret here. Um, Eric Bledsoe's story is that he was not commenting on the Suns starting 0-3 and firing their head coach. He was at a salon with his girlfriend – his his wife, his fiance, I don't know, with 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 a, a, a significant other woman. Uh, he was at a salon and he he just fired off a tweet that said, "I don't want to be here." And this has my full support because as a man who has been dragged many places by a woman that I do not want to be, and I just have to sit there, uh, you know, at the mall, at the salon, at the what have yous and whatnots and and what you call it. Yeah, yeah, and the thing I'm about. Uh, and the thing about Bob's, I I empathize with this man. I I think he was wrongfully accused. I think it was just a coincidence that the Suns were absolute garbage, and that uh, he he actually <laughs> kind of hinted at wanting to be traded anyway in other ways. Um, and I think uh, he was well within his rights to say I don't want to be at the salon anymore. And I think he was wrongfully attacked for it. So there you go. <laughs> I 
I don't have anything to add except that's one of the best things you've ever said on this podcast. <laughs> I also just love Eric Bledsoe. Who did he get in the fight with where the guy called him Drew Bledsoe? <laughs> one of the Celtics. I can't remember who it was. And he's like, I'm not worried about Drew Bledsoe. <laughs> that's right. I got an Eric Bledsoe fight. I got to I gotta flick that up. Go ahead. Sorry. It was uh, Terry, uh, Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier. That's right. That's yeah, right. He was like, okay, that's Drew right. Bledsoe. And Eric was like, well, that's a what? pretty good burn. <laughs> um, my third is kind of controversial and you'll see why when i say it but it's tom brady versus the pats Mm. because i think i am i think after last season i have to side with tom brady because the patriots didn't he didn't first of all he never really complained uh but he was clearly still good enough to play. The Patriots kind of let the roster deteriorate around him. They didn't mm-hmm. want to pick up his contract. And so he was like, okay. And then there have been some digs he said over the course of his time with, with Tampa where he was basically like, huh, who knew football could be fun? And mm-hmm. it's like, that's true. That's really true. <laughs> so like, And then he won a Super Bowl. And it's like, I have zero legs to stand on, right? It's like, what? okay. So I'm how on Tom the, Brady's side. How do the Patriots do the playoffs? Mark. I, I was just trying to remember. Are you actually uh, asking me? They didn't make them. Oh, they didn't. That's right. <laughs> I thought I you were being a dick. <laughs> you were. You was were. I? Was I? I'm not falling for this again. You <laughs> so, are not. Gullible is not written on the ceiling. Uh, Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl and the Patriots do not make the playoffs. I think he he wins the breakup no matter what happens from Definitely. here. Um, so I think by virtue, like, although that is a little faulty logic, isn't it? That like, I don't know, just because, just because you, you does, does that mean you were right retroactively? No, you know, like because if, here's the thing. What happened happened because of the people who were there. You can't say it was anyone's one person's fault or one person's doing that the Pats were that good for that long. I, yeah. What you can say is that Tom Brady then went to a team that had the pieces and maybe he had such leadership skill at that time or he was just like re-energized. Like, you can't... Like... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do this. We'll save this for like a but stupid I, I NFL you're preview you're show. But do you know what I mean? If, if you're the Patriots uh, and Tom Brady, his contract has expired, and and there's discussions about whether or not you move on, you were you were steadfast in your belief even back then that you do not let Tom Brady wear another uniform ever again. No, right? no. Yeah, that's like, what I mean. At the time, no, no, no. At the no, time, no, you weren't. I, no, at the time, I was like, look. He looked really bad the last season. Oh, no. Like, I get it. We've got to rebuild at some point. But at the same time, I'm really sad. But, like, I didn't really know how to feel. And I was like, okay. And then this happened. And I was like, I and the Patriots are absolute morons. (laughs) And so I have to be. I'm like, okay, Tom, you win. And it was, like, the ultimate. I'm someone who believes, like, if someone comes at me on Twitter, I usually don't respond. um, Because I think that the most powerful way to give them the middle finger is just to like keep succeeding and pretend that you never saw what they said it's like Mm -hmm. bullies on a schoolyard and i think that's what tom did i think he was like oh i'm sorry i'm gonna be pretty you know nice about this but then i'm gonna win the super bowl that's fair enough fair enough um 
Number three on my list, uh, I'll make this one quick, uh, is is John McEnroe when he yelled at the chair umpire in 1981 at, at Wimbledon when <laughs> yeah. he yelled, you cannot be serious, which has become like the thing. I actually knew this about John. Uh, did I say John McIntyre or John McEnroe? No, you said John McEnroe. You said McEnroe. I, that Moderna's Moderna, kicking in. The Moderna's in. kicking in. It really is. Cause we'll I, run I, through I, this rest of this list real quick. I said John McEnroe, and I really thought I said Mac. Oh my God! It's it's wow. All right, so uh, he he yells, "You cannot be serious." We all know this. I was going to say, Charlotte, before mm-hmm. I knew John McEnroe was great at tennis, I knew him as the tennis guy who yelled a lot and complained yeah. a lot. Like that was my. I, I obviously wasn't alive in 1981 when he did this. So like my memory of John McEnroe was like when he started popping up on TV and c- criticizing other people. And right. then like you start to hear stories about how he was a hothead and all that. I didn't know he was actually great at tennis. I just thought he was just like the Dennis Rodman yeah, no, who actually was, like, was, I guess, well, great as well. But um, <laughs> bad example. Dennis Rodman's in the Hall of Fame. Uh, <laughs> oh God, we got to get through this. Uh but anyway, uh, John McEnroe yelling, you cannot be serious. He, there's there's a narrative around this, I guess. Or like, if you don't pay, like, I always thought that he was just like, a hot, like, just yelled, complained. Um, he This man wrote two autobiographies, Charlotte, where the titles of the books referenced this incident. The first one was titled, You Cannot Be Serious. <laughs> Uh, it was it was also titled like they they basically like re released it and just changed the title to serious. Um, Stop it! Are you kidding? And then he rewrote he wrote another autobiography like twenty years later, fifteen years later, something like that. That was that he titled but seriously. <laughs> So, like, this man has made this incident his entire life to where you think that he's, like, laughing about it and saying, like, I was in the wrong. But if you go watch, if you go watch the actual shot in question, uh, there is the, the reason he's losing his mind is because even in 1981 grainy ass footage of, that you can barely see anything, mm-hmm. you could the ball hits the line and, like, the chalk explodes. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can see it in grainy footage that it explodes. And they, they, they call the ball out. Macron was like it clearly hit the lot like the the chalk like everyone in the everyone in the crowds like waving chalk out of their face because it's it, there's so much chalk in the air and uh, he loses his mind so I he has my support for that I all this time before I would put together this list I thought John McEnroe was I mean he still like whines and there's been so many other incidents right. incidents of him whining where um, he was in the wrong so it's not to say he doesn't have a temper or whatever but like. All this time, this one famous incident with John McEnroe, I thought he was just being like a little wuss and, right. and a crybaby. And come to find out, he was absolutely right. And I would have lost my mind too. And by the way, speaking of like winning and shoving it in everyone's face and saying I was right all along, yeah. he won. He won that tournament. He he won the mad, that match in straight sets. And then he goes on to win the 1981 Wimbledon uh, title. So suck it, chair umpire, <laughs> wherever you are. to see it. <laughs> That's such a good one. Also, John McEnroe recently narrated um, that Netflix show, Mindy Kaling's Netflix show, Never Have I Ever. Oh, really? Yeah, it's it's a good show. And it's hilarious that John McEnroe narrates it. And there it, there's like a reason that he does. The plot comes around. Um, All right. But... I recommend it. Uh, okay, my number two is Scottie Pippen versus Jerry Krause. Yep. Uh, seemed just, I was like, this is one of the things that makes me most mad when I think about it in sports. He was signed to the worst contract ever. And mm-hmm. then Jerry Krause kept being like, I think we're going to trade you. And then mm-hmm. he'd be like, psych, we're going to keep you. And then mm-hmm. Scottie Pippen would be like, I'm putting up insane stats for you. And then Phil Jackson was like, but you know who's going to take the final shot. And then mm-hmm. Scotty was like, ugh. And it was this whole thing. And I just, I was totally on Scotty's side. And that's I, my uh, one minute encapsulation of the Bulls dynasty. 
<laughs> I was I was totally on Scotty's side. Yeah. I think that's fair. I think uh, I remember watching the last day. I forget all the specifics, but I remember thinking like Scotty was stupid, not stupid, <laughs> but like his 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 rep. Uh, not Scotty. I mean, he, his he like, agent. has agents. He has agents do this. He just kind of yeah. does whatever his agents are. Uh, I remember thinking like that was not a smart move. Like you kind of put yourself in this position, so I don't feel that bad. But then also. But then they could have fixed it. You could have fixed it. Like, just because you, know? you can doesn't mean you should, right. you know? Like, just because, I don't know. Just because just because Jerry Krause is like, gotcha, you're, I got you under this contract. Like, or you could, uh, you know, not do that. And, and right, like, what about re- keeping your players happy? Faith. Yeah, like, yeah, what about that part little of it Aaron all, Little Aaron Rodgers shades here. Yes, I don't know. a little bit. A little bit. That's all a good right. one. Thanks. I like that one. Uh, I'm going to stick with basketball for my number two. It is the Allen Iverson practice rant. Yeah. When uh, from 2000, 2001, 2002 season, when yeah, everyone knows it, where he says practice like 25 times or something in like a two minute span. We talk about practice. Um, <laughs> the story was basically Larry Brown. Uh, so, so in 2001, the Sixers win the East. They go to the finals. They beat the Lakers in game one. Then the Lakers win the next four. But uh, the, the famous picture of uh, Allen Iverson stepping over to Ron Lou, who's yeah. from that final. Iverson was balling out. He wins MVP that year. Great run for the Sixers. Uh, the following season, they kind of suck, mm-hmm. and there's there's turmoil um, and, and and strife and whatever words the the stars will will spit out um, between Larry Brown and Allen Iverson, and he says that he's not he's not giving it his all in practice. So uh, this this comes to a head where they're, he's doing a press conference, and Allen Iverson is in front of the media, and someone asks him like, you know, Larry says you're not giving it all in practice, and and Allen in my mind he, rightfully loses his mind because yeah. what is lost there, there are two things that are lost in this rant charlotte number one alan iverson won the mvp in 2001 the following season which is the season in question where he he had to defend himself uh for his practice habits he averaged more points more rebounds more assists and more steals than he did the season he won the mvp his stats had gone up he had become a better player statistically the right. following season. Um, so it's not like his production had had dipped, which is why he was like, who gives a shit about what I'm doing in practice? <laughs> Wait, I'm balling practice? out in the games. That's like playoffs? Um, <laughs> and then I didn't know this, but he he uh, one of his friends had been murdered recently. And uh, this is true. I, oh I know this God. feels like a this is I, I swear to God, this is true. He, he had a he had a friend that was murdered, and I, apparently like the murder trial had started like a few days before that press conference that he did. And so, like, he was like in a in a state of just like, you know, he 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 was in a state where like he did not want to deal with the bullshit. Right? He was we'll like, "Don't test me right and now." Th- and then a a reporter asked him, "Was like, hey, uh, Alan, do you think part of the problem with the team is you?" And he's like, "I'm averaging 32 points, <laughs> and you know, right. like, and what you're doing in practice." And so that's why it's number two because I think the whole practice it's become a meme. It's become like it is funny, and uh, I will still like you know cite it every yeah. so often it's like it, it was a very funny rant i think i'm not saying like we shouldn't laugh or like enjoy the rant for but what it's it also was, but, very real but it's very real and it was like i i i'm definitely on his side yeah. but like it is kind of bullshit to be like hey man you're not practicing because like who cares who cares if you practice at all if he doesn't if he literally does not even practice a second he's still averaging 32 points a game yeah what that's a- where you come up, <laughs> up against like the garbage of like well this is how things should be done it's like well what yes. if it's working better but a why? different way yeah. right Right. Why, God exactly. forbid, we be better, but uh-huh. not do it your way. Anyway, I love you that one. It. That's such a good one. Um, all right, my number one is. I am before you get to number one. Yeah. 
I'm pretty lightheaded. Are you doing okay? Should we just okay? I'm just, no, 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 no. Keep going. I'm just like. <laughs> oh my god, dude! You need to go to bed. <laughs> you need to like Charlotte. Up. That's the difference between you and me. Like, I think it's funny when I when I have like I'm an ailment. I'm concerned. <laughs> I know. You know you I have, have maternal instincts. I when know. I, yeah, I don't need that. When I no, had the is... shot, I felt like I got hit by a truck. So I'm interested to see I, how this goes. I very much am. I I am very much a bro in that regard. Where I think it's funny. Like I have an <laughs> ailment. Like if like my if my like arm popped out, I would facetime all my friends and i'd be like dude look at this it's sick isn't it <laughs> i was i just dealt with something like that the other night where you know i i'm like I, men I, need to take care of themselves I, like if I something goes to, wrong go to the doctor like to me it, it's i want to i want to keep going because if i pass out that's great content you oh know, my like, god Mark. Really oh, okay okay I, i'm not wrong it, you know it is you know like the video of me just like falling out of my chair it's <laughs> funny so continue go ahead we're and almost, we're almost to the finish line like anti-vaxxers like material for them to say don't get vaccinated it would be beautiful <laughs> all right my number one is serena williams versus carlos ramos uh this was the 2018 U.S. Open where she got three um, violations. The first thing that happened was he was like, your coach was coaching you because she looked to the stands and her coach gave her a thumbs up, which to me, not coaching. Also, mm-hmm. I think this is the stupidest rule in the world. Have you ever heard of a sport where your coach isn't allowed to <laughs> coach you? Are you kidding me? That's like if Belichick's on the sideline, the refs are like, err. Uh, offensive penalty coaching Belichick, you know, like what? I, I I do love that when you think of coaches who would cheat, you think of Bill Belichick. That was great that that came to mind immediately. The, God damn it! The, no, it's I, just I like, I like that's, that's where your mind goes. <laughs> <laughs> You're twisting my words. Uh, no, uh, that, that is ridiculous. Why? How, why? Absurd, like that yeah. in and of itself, I think yes. is so stupid. But first of all, I also believe her. I don't think she was being coached. So then um, she gets upset about it, and then she gets. Um, she tells the ref, she's like, I wasn't coaching. And then basically it boils down to he then gives her violations for abuse of her racket because she got upset and like hit her racket. And then for abuse of a ref because she said, you were a liar. You will never be on a court of mine as long as you live. When are you going to give me an apology? Say you're <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay. And then she that's goes, a little, you stole a, a point from me. And I loved it because watching this, you're like, yeah, this guy is clearly being vindictive. Like the, and he said later, he was like, I thought it was time to send her a message. And you're like, what? In what world? Like, and she, afterwards, she was like, look, I'm sorry, but like men have been way worse. Like, look at Djokovic. Look at, um, like, John McEnroe. Look at John McEnroe. Like, look at Kyrgios. Like, these guys all do this all the time. And like, they don't get three code violence. Like, it was clearly garbage but it's also funny because i watched this in a bar it was one of my good friend's birthdays and uh his sister was there with me and we were watching this live and we were like livid on serena's behalf and he was like i don't know she's being kind of a baby about it and we both like jumped down his throat we were like you don't understand what it's like to be a woman like (laughs) have you ever uh thought that serena williams complaints have been misplaced or she's you know i don't think i've watched enough of her matches to know like i'm sure there's been a time where i'd be like "Mm, that's probably not but this was one that felt i'm just trying to understand like how how big of a fan girl you are you know like how how biased of a source is this do you have the ability to be like serena you're wrong on this one do you think you i think so yeah okay all right yeah i think so i think so because it was like like she played Naomi Osaka, who I also love. And when Naomi ended up winning, I wasn't like she won because Serena got flustered. 
Like, I yeah. think she would have won anyway. Yeah. Um, and you know, she won again when they faced off this year. So like, so in that, in that regard, like I'm not an apologist, you know, but I do think that this was one example where it was just like, he escalated things. So, like the job of a ref isn't to like become a part of the game right, the way that he right, did. Right. Yeah. I, I, in, in general refs should not like, yeah, you don't want to be the story if you're the umpire or the ref. That's a tough spot to be in. Cause I understand like you want to have control over the game. Cause like in your mind, you're like, I, this game is my, I am in charge of controlling this environment and like right. calming everyone down and whatever. So I can't let someone upstage me. I can't let a player, you know, have control over me because then now they're in control. And so you want to, but at the same time, you're absolutely right. When like the ref inserts themselves into the, and, and the fact like, this that is it my kicked time to shine over like a coach yeah. giving a thumbs up, that to me yeah, is a little that's, bit that's like ridiculous. if there were a bigger issue that started it, I'd be like, okay, everybody kind of lost their cool. But the fact that he called her on something that I think is so I, stupid and innocent in the first place. I think the Serena quote was a little aggressive. Uh, the, the, the one you read where it was like, oh, well, I'll like kill you. what'd you say? I'll I kill was... your family? Was that <laughs> it? Is that what you said? <laughs> said I kill Babe Ruth's right. Babe Ruth's okay. right. Um, no, because I like I think that I would have maybe I just really identify with this because like there have been times where people have insinuated that I have, you know, been dishonest in some way when I know that I haven't. I have just like absolutely lost my mind. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that I think that that's why I'm like, yes, I get this and I'm on your You'll, side. You'll never work this again. Like what you say, you'll never work my matches. You'll, you'll never, never work be this on town a court again. of mine as long as you live. Yeah. Which those, probably those, is true. Those insults, I don't know how much power behind them. I mean, Serena carries a lot of power, I imagine, but uh being told you're never gonna work anything. Uh but it was only I, hers. I found, He's still no, 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 he can I, rep no, whatever no, else. I, I'm saying that's like a very effective insult. Oh, that's yeah. like like that work like if I don't know. So I I could go to some small town in Nebraska and if like a guy pulled up and was like You'll never, you'll never work in this town, kid, or something. I'd be like, what? Never? You know, you'd be like, oh my god, that, that's like any ultimatum is yes. like really scary. <laughs> and and the guy has no power and like couldn't do anything about it anyway. But I believe him. Just like hearing yeah. those words would freak me out. So good on her. All right, I'm glad you support it. Thanks. Um, my number one is uh, uh, Steve Johnson, aka Stevie Johnson, aka Steven Johnson. I, there's a lot of iterations. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I believe he's going by Steve at the time. Uh, wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills in 2010. <laughs> They're playing in week 10, maybe ish. Okay. I guess it'd be week 10. Um, week Moderna. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> they are playing uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. The game is in overtime. Ryan Fitzpatrick throws a, a a perfect pass to Steve Johnson in the end zone. It hits him in the chest and the hands at the same time. <laughs> he drops the ball. If he catches the ball per NFL rules, that would be a win, an automatic win because it is overtime and he yeah. scored a touchdown. Uh, he drops the ball. The Steelers then get the ball back and they march down and score a touchdown or kick a field goal and uh, uh, win the game. So Steve Johnson goes to Twitter and tweets the following in all caps, Charlotte. I praise you 24-7 with a thousand exclamation points. And this is how you do me with a thousand exclamation points. You expect me to learn from this? How? I'll never forget this ever. Thanks, though. Uh, So Steve Johnson was blaming God for dropping a touchdown pass and... He has my full support because I I do think like he makes a strong argument that like he is going to church. He's praising God. He he is praying before these games. He is walking and, the walk. 
we talk about God-given talent with all these athletes all the time, and God gave him a lot of talent, enough talent to get to the NFL, but not enough talent to catch that pass. And that that is a mind and mind effing, if you will. Yeah. If I was Steve Johnson, I'd be like, I, I was blessed with so much talent and yet not enough talent. This is so weird. What have you done to me? I'll it's never also, forget this ever. It's also he wasn't like it wasn't like he was saying it as an excuse. He wasn't like saying, well, you know, God made me drop the ball. So what can you do? He was like, God screwed me over. Like he's, he's as upset about it as the fans are. He's like, but it's this guy's fault. The big man upstairs had a game plan and it didn't, I wasn't favorable for us, but like, what can you do? (laughs) Anytime someone blames God, it's really hard to argue with them because like, where do you start? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like the, the burn of proof falls on you to prove that God didn't. Right, and, and, and that's impossible. I don't, I don't. Yeah, so I guess good, good on you, Steve John. <laughs> like everyone's complaining. It's so good to get it. Like everyone's yelling at Steve John. I just picture like a mob yelling at Steve Johnson, and then he just like turns his back to the mob and slowly backs up, and, <laughs> and then now he's like in them, and in the, they're all just yelling at nobody. <laughs> right, and he's like, see, it's he's okay. like, yo, drop the ball. Why did you drop it? <laughs> <laughs> that's and then he just keeps backing one. up, and then he disappears, <laughs> and then no one ever remembers. So. And then everyone's just yelling at the air, and here we are, <laughs> kind of like we do on this podcast. I am gonna go lay down. Go lay down, Mark. <laughs> Thank you for your service. You've been a you've been a real trooper. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Mark's literally lying down. Bye.